Welcome to On the Prowl. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of On the Prowl. I'm Robert Roden. And I'm Remy Johnson. Thank you for listening to us today. Today on this episode, we have a huge guest here. In He's a local guy from here in Memphis. He is the head coach of the University of Memphis Tigers football. Welcome to the show, Coach Ryan Stillfield. Appreciate you guys having me on. Excited to join you guys and uh, excited to talk about a little bit of Tiger football. Excited to have you on, man. How's your day going? It's going well. Thanks. Uh, back up in the office, ready to get back to work and ready to get these guys back on campus and rolling. Can't wait for Tiger football to start. Man, this season, I wish we could have been in the stands, but it was fun watching on TV. Yeah, watching I was proud that. of the guys' efforts. Obviously, a unique year, right, uh, with the COVID restriction, everything that occurred with opt-outs, but uh, really proud of the efforts. Obviously, our goal is to compete for championships every year, but to finish eight and three, you know, top five win percentage in the last 50 years, and to come away with a bowl win, uh, I'd call a successful season. Just really proud of the adversity uh, and how our guys fought through it and everything they did from day to day. Well, first of all, we want to congratulate you on the Montgomery Bowl win. Great win. Appreciate it. Thank you. It's uh, like I said, uh, congratulations, uh, kudos to the players, right? They're the oh, ones yeah. day in and day out did went through a lot of things and uh, certainly persevered through it all. And we, great staff, right? Give credit to the coaching staff, our medical staff, everybody that was involved in making sure this thing occurred. Also, congrats on the UCF late game winner, as well as the Navy win. That was fun to watch. Uh, look, a lot, a lot of different ways to win a game, right? The, the UCF game was a shootout, and then the Navy game was a defensive <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, different just, ways to do it, but that's the biggest thing is, uh, you know, accumulation of a bunch of different guys, finding ways to get it done, and, uh, you know, however it looks, find a way to win the ball game at the end of the day was the key to this whole thing. Oh, yeah. That's, that's yeah. the fun part about football. You never – can expect what's going to happen until the last second. No question. Oh, yeah. Definitely just goes to show that you can win on – like you said, it just doesn't really matter how you win as long as you win. Well, how, how is the experience different from the Cotton Bowl, from the Montgomery Bowl and the Cotton Bowl? Well, look, it was uh, – we're very fortunate to be, be able to play in a, a, a wonderful bowl game, like the first ever Montgomery Bowl, uh, which was originally <laughs> supposed to be the Pinstripe Bowl. Uh, one of our players, and I won't name his name, as we're walking into the stadium, said, Coach, you know, last year, you know, Dallas Cowboys statement, you know, in there. Uh, and then all of a sudden we're playing at a, a crumb field, a historic stadium. That's more of a high school field. But I told him, I said, let's make the most out of this opportunity. And uh, look, there's different atmospheres. You know, the Cotton Bowl is a unique one, one we'll never forget. Uh, but I told them it didn't matter as long as we came away with a win, which we were able to do. And I think the, uh, We'll take the joy of winning a bowl game no matter where it's played, what kind of stadium, what kind of atmosphere it is uh, over any type of thing, any day. Oh, yeah. A win is a win. Uh, these wins are definitely big, especially in bowl games. So you're definitely going to have something to take away from it. Football, I mean, obviously you're football head coach right now of a big university, but there obviously had to be an origin story. So what was the inspiration behind football and how did you know that football was your sport? Yeah, you know, guys, my, my history, my background is quite different than most uh, college head football coaches. I actually started coaching in the spring of my senior in high school when I was 18. So uh, my wife reminded me yesterday that I'm entering my 23rd year of coaching. So it makes me feel a lot older than I probably <laughs> really am. So I've been coaching since I was 18 years old was when I was coached at a small Division three college in Virginia. When I was 20 years old, I was the defensive line coach there. Uh, in fact, coaching guys older than me in college. Uh, and then when I was 23, I was a head high school coach in Savannah, Georgia. And so I think, you know, as I was moving up in this profession, I kind of realized, man, this is what I want to do long term. And uh, I think part of it was 
they all make a difference in young men's lives. And I know that sounds like coach speak, but I think having been fortunate to coach at every level, uh, it kind of made me realize that I can make a difference and, you know, not only do something I love, uh, but make an impact. And, you know, so went, went from a head high school coach, then was a one double A position coach, coach quarterbacks. And then I was an offensive GA and a defensive GA at a school down in Orlando that I won't mention their name because <laughs> uh, then fortunate to coach in, with the Minnesota Vikings for six years, short stint at Toledo, Arizona State, and then joined the Detroit Lions before coming to Memphis. And obviously uh, love to call Memphis home. Can't wait. It's, it's hard to believe I'm actually going on my sixth year here now. So uh, four years as an assistant, at, you know, my fifth year being the head coach and now entering year six with the Memphis Tigers. And it couldn't be more honored and proud to be here. Well, the not all loves having you as head coach. Indeed, we do. The feeling is mutual. What are some some life lessons that football or coaching football has taught you? I think football is the ultimate team game. And I think that's one of those things, especially uh, where we at in society uh, and where players are today, this day and age with everything that's occurring is the team aspect is one of those things that starts to go further and further away, right? It's about social media, selfish ambitions, all that stuff. But, uh, you know, it talks about hard work, dedication, um, attributes I think can allow our guys to have success all through life. You know, I use this year quite often. And I said this uh, many times to our team, you know, after practice, I said the lessons that we're learning this year and the 2020 football season will carry on for the rest of our lives. Uh, it was easy to wave the white towel and say, hey, we can't do this or it's gotten too hard or why do I need to play if this year doesn't count? And I, I told our guys, I said, those that stay and then continue to fight for Memphis. And I understand there's certain situations where guys uh, no longer felt comfortable playing. Um, I said, we'll be hoisting a trophy and I'll be damned if we weren't able to do that, you know, in the Montgomery Bowl. And so, you know, this game teaches you so much. It teaches you a work ethic. It teaches you accountability. I think that's a word that uh, we don't use enough in society. People don't want to be accountable for their actions. And I think uh, that's the game. And then plus, you know, the opportunity to get a college education at a great place like the University of Memphis. So it, college football, you know, dealing with 18 to 22 year olds, there's so many lessons that are taught on day in and day out, right? I mean, our guys have to be uh, here coming up in a few weeks up, you know, 530 in the morning to be here first 6 a.m. workout and they better be on time. You know, it teaches them a work ethic, uh, a strive for excellence, everything they do. And then, you know, like I said, the word accountability is one we don't use enough. And I think accountable people uh, make successful people, right? Better husbands, better fathers, uh, better people in the workplace, no matter what our student athletes decide to go do. Uh, hopefully that our impact when they leave our program, they're better people and then make for a better society. It's very true. I mean, football is a team sport. So, I mean, there's definitely life lessons that you can learn from it to make yourself a better person on and off the field. No As, so obviously you're the head coach of the Tiger football team, but you've had some experience in the NFL, as you've mentioned prior to that. So what would you say are some things that you've learned from coaching in the NFL that you have influenced your style of coaching now for the University of Memphis? Yeah, you know, I was I was fortunate to work under three different head coaches, three years under Brad Childress, who's actually an Andy Reid disciple, uh, mm -hmm. three years under Leslie Frazier, who's a Tony Dungy disciple, um, mm -hmm. and then also played for that 85 Bears team on that defense. Uh, so we know some of those personalities he was around, and then also a guy named Jim Caldwell, um, who's also a, a his own, you know, in his own light, and then also a, a part of the Tony Dungy tree. But uh they all taught me different things, but I think the biggest thing is when you coach NFL guys, right? I'm around there coaching these guys. I think I got in the league when I was 27 years old, my first year with the Vikings. And you're coaching these guys that are much bigger than me, that uh, I certainly don't look like an offensive line guy or a defensive <laughs> line guy. 
um, and that make a lot more money than I could ever fathom. And so you're around there. And the biggest thing I learned was to teach these guys. And I think if you could teach them and become a teacher and show them the right way to do things, it allowed them to have success in their career. So they would keep coming back for more. And I think a lot of coaches get lost in that you have to be a, a bully or you have to uh, put fear in guys' mindsets in order to have success. And I believe in coaching guys hard. I believe in coaching with detail and execution, but I also believe in teaching. And I think the NFL taught me that is, look, you're going to have to teach these guys things. And you got to be creative in the classroom because not everybody thinks the same. Not everybody works. Well, there's a lot of roster management. And with this day and age, one of the things we're dealing with is college football has turned into roster management, right? You talk about the transfer portal. You talk about guys opting out. You talk about uh, red shirting, blue shirting, gray shirting, all those different types of things that people mention. Uh, but I think that's what's come. It's turned into roster management. How are we going to do it? Which guys are going to do this? Which guys are going to declare for the NFL? And uh, I think the NFL also helped me prepare for that. What's so special about the University of Memphis that separates them from your other teams you've been a part of? This place is near and dear to my heart, the 901. Um, like I've said it for a long time, I think it's the people that make the place. Obviously, I love the city. I think it's special, the culture, everything that's unique about the city itself. Uh, but the university is a great university. It starts with wonderful leadership from President Rudd uh, to our board of directors, to Larry Beach, the athletic director, to everybody that's involved. But it's also the people of the city. I've been so fortunate to make so many friends uh, of people uh, and the fans. They're absolutely wonderful. So I think it's a special place. You know, I said in my introductory press conference, when I was named head coaches. If you love Memphis, it'll love you back. And I think people have appreciated a uh, sense of loyalty. Uh, I don't know where my career will take me, but going on six years here at the university, um, I continue to pour everything, my heart and soul, uh, not only into this football program, but to the city. And I think the city has shown to appreciate that. And, uh, and I believe that's a strong deal. So uh, these are passionate people. They're blue collar people with a chip on their shoulder. Uh, the Memphis first everybody mantra I absolutely love. Uh, I still feel like I'm a division three coach, uh, a nobody. And uh, I think that that chip on my shoulder makes me fit very well in the city. And that's why I love it so much. But there's so many wonderful things. I'm not only about the university, but about the city itself and uh, honored to be the head coach here. Well, we're honored to have you. I definitely agree that this is definitely a great city and you're a great representative of this city through our football team. I appreciate that. Speaking of the football team, what were what were some of the things that were just different about this year due to COVID? Like how how was everything affected for you guys? Yeah, I mean, obviously it was unique, not only from, you know, our young men went on a spring break uh, hiatus. And then next thing you know, they were gone for an extended spring break of a couple months. Uh, so a lot of these Zoom calls, right, where they were having to look at my ugly mug through a, tele, uh, through a camera on their computers or their cell phones and go through meetings and installations of all that nature. Uh, so quite different. You know, we weren't able to do the bonding, spending time around our players like we really want to. Um, you know, that and having, you know, cotton Q-tips shoved up your nose three times a week and touching the back of your brain was part of the deal. Uh, but we had to be creative, right, the way we met, the way we did things, the way we traveled, uh, the way we even ate meals. Um, and so obviously, as you guys know, right, we, uh, we had that pause after the Arkansas state game uh, before the SMU game. Right. And so it was quite different trying to do those things, but there's a lot of things to navigate through. Like I said, a lot of credit to our student athletes for trying to assist with this. It's not easy. Uh, this whole, well, this whole season wasn't easy. And you know, like I said, our athletic training staff, Daryl Turner, people of that nature did a great job of making sure that we were on the same page trying to get through this thing. It took a lot of hands on deck. Our administration was great working with us. 
Um, so if you told me after that Arkansas State game when we started getting our COVID numbers started popping up around the program, uh, if you had told me that we'd be able to play 11 games, I'd say, okay, where do we sign up for it? Because it was certainly um, a lot of things that occurred um, and just so proud of the efforts of everybody involved and we were able to get through it. As this is your first true recruiting class, how do you feel these guys, what, what do you feel like they'll bring to the table? Yeah, I'm really excited. I don't uh, hide from it. Like with this being the, the best recruiting class in Memphis history, I think that's great. Um, you know, some coaches don't want to talk about it. Now, necessarily, do I care about stars and all that? Not really, but it's good to be recognized that uh, we're bringing in young men that other teams uh, were attracted to. I think that means at least we got the right eye for talent. Um, if we're bringing a bunch of guys that nobody's uh, interested in, then maybe I got to check my talent evaluation. But there's some here or there that, uh, like I said, some of our best players here, like Dustin Woodard, who is a zero-star recruit, uh, turned out to be a freshman All-American and have a successful career here. And we've had uh, four-star guys that haven't worked out. But um, really excited. I think we've hit on a positions uh, of all needs. And so we didn't sit here and just say, okay, we're just going to bring a bunch of defensive guys. I think we literally – uh, touch base on every position. And I think that's, that's huge, right? Make sure that and we've had, you know, class in the past and I'm just as much to blame as anybody where the, all the folks weren't here and we didn't even touch your position. I think this day and age, you can't do that. I think you got to make sure you're recruiting somebody at each position um, to make sure that uh, your classes are bounced out. Uh, like I said, I use the word roster management before that it, it stays on point with where you need it to be. Uh, but really excited. I think we got a great group of young men that are excited to become Memphis Tigers. A few of them uh, will actually be touching base on campus on Sunday and ready to roll. Well, as you've mentioned, that this is about to be your sixth year coming up, but this will only be your second year of being the head coach with your own staff. And for the most part, the staff seems to be intact. So how do you feel that this staff will do this year with another year under your, their belt? Yeah, that was one that, you know, most unique things last year, right? We hired a new defensive staff completely and a new system. And those guys didn't get to have a single spring practice with our guys, right? They didn't get that meeting. So it was a reduced training camp, a nine day training camp. Whereas the year before we had 26 days. I, I love our staff. I think we got one of the best staffs in the country. I think they do an excellent job. And part of that's building the relationships with the players, doing things of that nature that I think are important. Uh, in order for us to have success. So I, I like everybody that we have here. Uh, I've got to keep my fingers crossed. I know it's part of the deal that if we have good coaches, they're going to be called upon for other jobs. In fact, most of our staff has already had uh, been offered positions elsewhere. And most of them have said, no, I'm, I'm fine at Memphis. I'm really happy with what we're doing here and want to continue to build upon our culture. That's huge. I think another year under our belt uh, will allow us to continue to grow bond, not only develop the relationships with our players, but also uh, continue to develop their talents as well. Well, with the departure of Coach Pete Limbo to South Carolina, how excited are you for the new guy and Coach Dave? Yeah, Drew Savota, uh, really excited about him. I think he's going to do a, a fantastic job. That's all right. With Drew, and then you can just say Drew S, right? A lot of people have asked me how to pronounce his last name, the Slavic <laughs> last name of Savota. But uh, excited about him, right? He's a uh, highly sought-after um, and a, a great guy from the Houston area. So he's not only going to help us, uh, and the recruiting the Houston area, but all of Texas. And then he's fantastic special teams coach and a fantastic person uh, altogether. And we're going to run a lot of the similar schemes that we've run. Um, Pete Limbo uh, did a fantastic job here for two years, but uh, like a lot of these things, he's no longer part of our program. We're excited to have Drew here, and I know he's going to bring a lot of energy. Uh, I know our players will be excited to be around him. I know he can't wait to start coaching. Well, the University of Memphis is definitely a growing program, so – how does it feel for you being a head coach now to see some of your guys 
that you've worked with or even coached heading off to the NFL and making an impact? Yeah, that's one of the exciting things is, you know, every Sunday uh, or even Saturdays now that we're in the playoffs, you get to turn on the, the television and watch Memphis Tigers make plays. And that's huge. They're not just guys that are, you know, filling up, filling up roster spots. We got guys that are starting all over the NFL. Um, you know, you talk about Tony Gibson. Uh, I, I think the guy's going to be a bona fide superstar league. We got a lot of guys that are going to continue to uh, play at a high level. I think we're going to continue to put guys in the NFL. And so that only not only helps recruiting, uh, but it also gives your current players, you know, hey, that guy sat in my meeting room last year. Look at him. Now he's, you know, playing on Thanksgiving Day and national television. Look what he's doing. I, I think that's, that's what helps. Um, credit to the staffs of the past uh, for doing a nice job recruiting uh, talent. Yes. And, um, but, we, you know, the plan is to continue to put guys in the NFL as long as we win a lot of games. So Riley Patterson will be playing in the recent senior bowl. How excited are you to see him get the opportunity to compete with the other college kickers and have a chance to compete in the NFL as well? Yeah, the, this absolutely. Riley's obviously, you know, I don't always want to say this, but be known as kicker university or kicker you, but uh, Hey, we'll take it. Riley's obviously following that lineage of excellent kickers here at the university of Memphis. Uh, He's a fantastic young man, as you guys know. Uh, the, the Senior Bowl is the ultimate goal for any senior football player to go play in as an all-star game. Um, and he'll do a great job there to represent the university and himself. I uh, hope he gives himself a chance to, to play the next level. It's hard, especially as a kicker, to find your way in there. Uh, but, you know, I was fortunate or unfortunate, however you want to look at it, to coach the offensive line at the Senior Bowl many years ago uh, <laughs> when I was with the Vikings. And, it's a great opportunity, but he'll be able to showcase his talents for all these NFL teams. Another shout out to Brady White for winning the William B. Campbell Award for Scholar of the Year. I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't think we can stress the importance of how great that award is, uh, not only for Brady White, but for the University of Memphis. So proud and honored for a guy like him. Uh, you couldn't ask for a better representative of your football program. It's the academic Heisman. Um, it, it's just we're just so fortunate. It's uh you know, it's funny. The uh, the first recipient of the uh, Campbell Trophy was a guy named uh, Chris Howard. And Chris Howard actually used to be the president of my Division three school, and he was the first ever representative. So he texted me that morning and said, well, hey, now not only are you with the most current one, but you also are friends with the, per uh, the very first one. And then got a text message from Tim Tebow, and I actually at one point three uh, Campbell Trophy Award winners. I, I always say it's best to surround yourself <laughs> with smart people, and that makes your job a lot easier. So I'm going to continue to try to do that around my career. So I'm sure people want to be around you too. <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> what are you most looking forward to next season for the Tigers football program? Yeah, I mean, every year presents new challenges. Obviously, um, I think, you know, we can't say that COVID's gone, but we were able to if you will, survive a, a season uh, relatively healthy. And I think, you know, we've got a whole bunch of new faces. Uh, just like, you know, this past year, you put on the, the film from the 2019 championship game or even the Cotton Bowl, and uh, a lot of unfamiliar faces uh, that were playing in 2020. I think, uh, you know, constantly talk to the media about, hey, oh, who is this guy? I thought, isn't he a walk-on? Why is he playing? Well, that's what we were stuck with, and that's what our roster has. And we're excited they were able to have those opportunities in 2020. And we expect 2021 to be no different. A whole new ball club, a uh, new set of goals, a uh, new set of players, and uh, we can't wait. Uh, I think the guys are ready to get back to work. It's amazing. They're still on break, and I got players texting me like, ready to roll. And I said, wait a second. Are you going to keep the same mentality uh, <laughs> on practice 20 in the dog days of August? But 
no, it's been good. I think we're new opportunities. Uh, we know we got a heck of a schedule for this season. We know how good our conference is. Um, so we take it one day at a time, but uh, I'm telling you what, I'm, I'm geared up, charged up, ready to roll. Man, I can't wait. Hopefully we'll have fans in the stands to be able to cheer on the Tigers because I definitely want to be there. I know Robert wants to be there. Yeah, absolutely. That was the one thing that uh, certainly missed. We had about 10,000 fans a game and they were loud and proud and appreciated their efforts uh, for coming and cheering us on our wonderful State of the Liberty Bowl. But uh, man, I'd love to be able to pack that thing and, and miss seeing so many familiar faces out there yelling. Agreed. We'll have a couple of familiar faces returning to the team, like Preston Brady, who's one of the great holders in college football. It'll be great to see him back out there representing Memphis as well. Yeah, no question. Preston's a fantastic holder, fantastic long sapper, fantastic person, great representative of the university, and uh, can't wait to get him back out. He, he's, he's a leader, um, regardless of his position, and uh, he represents us quite the right way. Oh, yeah. What's your favorite thing to do in Memphis besides football? I, I don't know if there's much else out there besides football. No, the, uh, the, look, it's, there's so many wonderful things in this city. And uh, obviously, everybody that's looked at my midsection knows I'm not afraid to eat. So there's so many great restaurants uh, that I haven't had the opportunity to frequent, obviously, during COVID. But, uh, yeah, I've enjoyed things. I, I enjoy going to Shelby Farms and kind of walking the past there. I think it's great to kind of escape there, you know, just finding different things. There's always something unique you can find in Memphis you never knew existed before. I need to hit the golf links a little bit more than I should because I know there's so many great golf courses. But other than that, I'm, I'm pretty much a homebody. I don't get out much between the, the home and the office. Uh, there'll be times when people ask me what I'm going to do. Uh, I'll be sitting on my couch reading a book in, in my downtime. So that's part of it. But uh, luck, just, yeah, great to be in this wonderful city. The, the few times I do get out and about, there's plenty of things to do and uh, things to appreciate about this place. Oh, yeah. What's been your favorite takeout, you'd have to say, for this COVID pandemic? Yeah, no, I've got to remember who I'm sponsored by, you know, right? It's, I've got that. <laughs> I can't, can't leave anybody out. So, you know, I've got to go through the list of sponsors for the University of Memphis Athletic Department, make sure I don't leave anybody out. Been pretty simple. We live here in East Memphis, so just been able to find a lot of the great spots uh, here that we've been uh, accustomed. Most of my meals are eating right here at this desk I'm sitting at in my office. Um, but Thursday night's my one night off during the season, and on occasion I'd became very familiar with Uber Eats and having places delivered to the front doorstep. That's my excitement of my life. Hey, it sounds exciting enough to me. Well, we want to wish you the best of luck for this upcoming season. And oh, yeah. Tiger football. We want to hear, we'd love to hear a big Go Tigers go from you if we could get that. Absolutely. Well, look, guys, I appreciate you all having me on. I wish you guys nothing but the success in your, your podcast and your uh, growth and in, in your your future endeavors. Uh, it's a fun profession. I hope we have to have, get to have many conversations and, and I appreciate your efforts in getting this thing going, but uh, to all of our Tiger fans, appreciate everything. Go Tigers, go. Appreciate it. Thank go you, Tigers, go. Woo-woo. Go Tigers. See you guys. Thanks. See you. I'm Robert Oden. I'm Ramey Johnson. Love you guys. Peace. Don't forget to join us next time. On the prowl with the boys, yeah we swoop, yeah we swoop, and we got them high blocks, and we'll shoot, and we'll shoot with the Mercedes Benz in the coop, in the coop, and this shit so fucking hard, it's on loop, it's on loop.